The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Knit. Knit enables businesses of all sizes to find new audiences through audio ads on premium podcast content like CNN, Bleacher Report, and TMZ. They're a dynamic ad insertion platform that allows you to reach your audience by choosing which shows, geographies, and keywords you want to target with podcast ads. And since Knit is a self-service platform, there are no minimum order sizes. I'm a Knit customer, and I can vouch that it's an incredibly easy and it's a cost-efficient way to market a product or service. If you're interested in learning about the Knit platform, I will personally walk you through the setup of your first campaign. So to book a podcast advertising strategy session with me, click the link on our show notes or go to benjshap.com slash knit. That's K-N-I-T. So click the link in our show notes or head over to benjshap.com slash knit to leverage the power of podcasts and start building your audience today. Bringing podcast advertising to the people, that's knit. Today, we're going to discuss how digital marketing practices are being integrated into brick-and-mortar retail. Joining us is John Ruggi, who's the Vice President of Marketing at SkyFi. SkyFi is an emerging technology company providing data and analytics as a marketing service to physical venues. Prior to working at SkyFi, John has been a SaaS startup founder and also was part of the launch team for restaurants that were part of the Yum! Brands, which is the parent company of KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. Yesterday, we talked about the landscape for brick-and-mortar businesses, and today we're going to focus our conversation on how digital marketing data is being integrated into offline businesses. Here's the second part of our interview with John Ruggi, the VP of Marketing from SkyFi. John, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Yesterday, we talked a lot about the overlap between the digital world and brick and mortar. We talked a lot about the landscape and how companies are merging their offline and online data to get a better picture of who their customers are. I want to focus our conversation today more on the mechanics of how that data and those richer profiles are being used for marketing. Tell me, how are brick and mortar companies leveraging what they know about somebody offline and online to get them back into the store and to get them buying more gear? Well, I think for today, Ben, we could probably focus on two practices that digital marketers have done for years, but are relatively new to the physical space. So 
What I'd like to cover are visitor segmentation. And number two would be a conversion tracking. So if you want, let's start on visitor segmentation and I can tell you a little bit more about how that works. Fire away. So as any marketer is well aware, most of your visitors to your website don't fall within a single buyer persona. So that might vary by geography. It might vary by demographics. It might vary by psychographics or a number of other factors. So for a digital property that's fairly straightforward to understand, tools like Google Analytics provide a certain level of data, and then you can easily go further with things like surveys and other tracking and sentiment tools that you can add to a website or convey through email or other channels. Now, for a physical venue, that's always been a little bit of a challenge. Sometimes there's been practices like manually taking survey data or doing kind of one-on-one research, and that's helpful, but it's very difficult to get data at scale. So what we're finding that shopping centers are able to do now and other retailers is that they can map different data points together to create richer and more tailored shopper profiles. So give me an example. Let's talk about a shopping center. If I'm uh, milling around my phone and bouncing around the internet, and then all of a sudden I walk into the Westfield Mall, do they know who I am? They might, but let me set that up for you. So let's imagine you've gotten customer sentiment data from say like 30% of people who've come in through a shopping center. And if a shopping center is using a technology like Wi-Fi or maybe in-app notifications, that's not an unreasonable figure to look at over the course of several months after you've been able to collect that data. That's a good sample size. Yeah. Now let's say you're looking at that customer sentiment data and a big chunk of those customers say they love the shopping center. And then another chunk say they really don't like it. Well, what do you do with that data? You're kind of stuck, right? Do you try to address the concerns of those people who are unhappy or do you try to continue to cater to the people who are already satisfied and kind of double down on that group? You don't really know the answer until you add more context to that data. So what we're able to do by layering different data sets together is we can start to assign things like location to that customer sentiment data. So for example, let's say part of my shopping center is really congested and the navigation and the whole process of finding your way into the store and finding the right shop is kind of counterintuitive. We can start to look at how people who come in from one side of the shopping center respond with sentiment data versus people who come in through other sections of the shopping center. So you might find that, hey, people who come in through the north entrance, they're really unhappy about something. So let's explore that further and find out what's making them unhappy. Maybe the signage is wrong. Maybe the parking lot gets clogged at rush hour and people can't come in and out and they're frustrated. Maybe there's trash all over the sidewalk. It could be a number of things, but what I'm getting at is when you add context to that sentiment data, you can start to see why people are feeling a certain way and really dig deeper on those issues. I was assuming that it would be more location-based where you could tell where people are living before they get to your store and you can understand basically the economic factors that contribute to what decision somebody makes to go shopping. That is another very viable use case as well. So I mentioned a more particular location-based example, but you're absolutely right, Ben. So when you start layering on demographic or household income data, location data in terms of where the residence is, that can all add context to that as well. So that's another way you can segment and target customers a little bit more relevantly. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So you mentioned that there was a second component outside of just the location-based understanding and your segmentation. What was the second factor that's being implemented that affects how brick-and-mortar brands are marketing using data? So the other piece that we talked about was conversion tracking. And this is kind of the holy grail of marketing, right? If you know what campaigns actually drove action, then you know where to continue to invest your time. And if you know what doesn't work, you can scrap that or try something else. And again, digital marketers have been able to do this in various ways pretty robustly. We still can't measure everyone. There's a lot of discussion about a brand that happens offline, you know, word of mouth and things like that. But digital marketers can at least gain a pretty decent understanding of what kind of campaigns have, have led to conversions. Again, brick and mortar businesses really struggle with that beyond just asking people directly how they found out about them or through some other kind of one-on-one discussions. It's hard to really do that at scale. So what we're finding is that once shopping centers or other retailers can engage visitors digitally, typically when they're on their phones or maybe on their laptops when they're in that space, that creates the door to start some initial conversion tracking. So often what happens when people connect to a space digitally, again, through their phone or through the laptop is one, they'll provide some sort of contact information. So it might be an email, it might be a phone number, it might be a social media login, or there's some sort of way that their device is identified. So that might be through using an app or logging in through the Wi-Fi. So what then happens once those new communication channels are open, that creates an opportunity for retailers to then send messages and offers other communications to those visitors. For example, someone might not have come back to a shopping center for a few months. They've got a live event coming up that's really interesting. They could then send that visitor a text, an email, maybe target them on social media. And again, a lot of it's predicated on people continuing to use the same devices when they return. But you can start to see which of those campaigns actually drove people to come back to the venue. It's not perfect. I don't want to create the idea that you can start to see 100% clarity of why every visitor came back to a specific location. But when you're starting at zero, if you go from even just to like 5%, that's a huge gain in terms of helping you understand how to be more effective in marketing your location. So I understand that sort of in aggregate, you can start to build out your customer segments, understanding what the pattern or behavior is that's driving people into the store. And you can start to do some conversion tracking, even if it's not with 100% certainty. 
Tell me a little bit about the future of this space. Right now, we can get a directional feel about what's driving people to a brick and mortar location and whether they're going to convert. Does this data continue to get better? Are we going to have more certainty? Am I going to be getting JCPenney pop-ups on my phone for logging into Wi-Fi? What's the next step? Well, I hope you don't get too many JCPenney pop-ups, Ben. I'm not sure I'd wish that on you, but (laughs) pop-ups of any sort, I think, are not a great user experience. So it's hard to tell. I think you've got a couple opposing forces out there. So one is people like you and me are increasingly aware of how our data is being used. And we're increasingly concerned about things like privacy and the security of the data that we do provide. And I think those are good concerns to have. I don't think it's good for consumers or businesses to be wanton about how their data is used and who they share it with. At the other end of things, we are starting to see that experiences can be more interesting, more useful, more fun when the places you visit know a little bit more about you. So I think there's going to be a balance there. It's hard to say how that's going to shake out, but let's take an example like Amazon Go, this retail concept where you can walk in, you can take an item off the shelf and walk out. Well, that wouldn't happen without a lot of data about who you are as a shopper. So I don't know enough about that specific technology, what they have set up, but I know they've got cameras, they've got sensors that track certain data from your phone. So is that a very anonymous or a very private experience? Probably not. But for the people who go there, that's a good trade-off for them because they're giving up a little bit of maybe privacy data, but they're able to buy something right away. So I would look at the brands like Amazon and others and look at the experiences they're building and how they balance that kind of need for privacy with creating a good user experience. And I think that's a good indication of where things will trend. All I'll say is that where I'm from, that's called theft and you get three to five years. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind next time I uh, head to Kroger and remember that I'm not in an Amazon shop. Just at least have your credit card with you. And that's the future of offline and online data being merged together is, no, I swear I was going to pay for this. (laughs) Okay, John, the last question before I let you go, we ask this to everybody that comes onto the show. What advice do you have for the younger marketers who are interested in learning this space? Maybe somebody that wants to run a brick and mortar shop, but wants it to be digitally equipped. I'm going to put a little bit of a plug out there for SkyFi, but we are launching a podcast in the next couple of weeks called People in Places. And it's about improving the customer experience in both the physical and the digital world. So we're interviewing people who are experts and practitioners in this space. So these are people who are running shopping centers, who are marketers and retailers, have operations roles, research roles within these businesses. And we're learning from their experience and sharing what's working and what's not working. So We saw that there wasn't really a lot of material out there on customer experience across the physical and digital world. So we sought to create that resource. So again, the show is called People in Places. We'll be launching that in a couple of weeks. I checked that out and there's going to be some great experts there to listen to. Awesome. People in Places. I'll have to check it out. Everybody got a new podcast once you're done listening to the MarTech podcast. John, any last words before we let you go? Thanks for having me on, Ben. I appreciate you giving me a few minutes to share some thoughts. And I would love to hear from others out there who are just observing interesting trends or developments, especially in the space of bridging physical and digital data together. So happy to have those conversations and hear any questions or thoughts in that subject. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to John Ruggi from SkyFi for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about John, you can click on the link in our show notes to his bio or go to john.marketing. 
A special thanks to Knit for sponsoring this podcast. If you're interested in using podcast advertising to grow your audience, I will personally walk you through the setup of your first test campaign on Knit. So click the link in our show notes or go to benjshap.com slash knit, that's K-N-I-T, to book your podcast strategy session with me to start leveraging the power of podcasts to grow your brand. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. You can always reach out on social media. I'm on LinkedIn and on Twitter, and my handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up for you, including next week's episode when we're going to have the head of community from GoDaddy joining us for what we're calling Community Week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed on Monday. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.